My motto is, you don't just want them to learn math, you want them to enjoy learning math. You are listening to episode 24 of the Upper Elementary Simplified podcast. A few months ago, I wrote a guide called 11 Ways to Make Math Meaningful and Engaging, Plus Save Time in the Process. And today is the first in a three-part podcast series all about making math meaningful for your upper elementary students. I will be talking through the guide and discussing each of the 11 ways I describe inside the guide. Today, I am going to start from the beginning and give the first four ways that you can create meaningful learning experiences in your upper elementary math class. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Upper Elementary Simplified, the podcast where busy and overwhelmed teachers find thoughtful ideas to get students engaged in meaningful learning experiences. Hi, I'm Dana Rodebush, former fifth grade classroom teacher and founder of Teacher Tech Studio. I'm here to share practical tips and strategies that will help you grow as an educator. If you are a tired upper elementary teacher searching for ways to cut down your planning time while boosting student engagement, you are in the right spot. Are you ready? Let's simplify. This episode of Upper Elementary Simplified is sponsored by my free guide called 11 Ways to Make Math Meaningful and Engaging Plus Save Time in the Process. Yes, that is a wordy title, but there is a lot in this guide. In fact, the guide is 26 pages long and includes time-saving and engaging ideas for upper elementary math teachers because you don't just want them to learn math, you want them to enjoy learning math. Download your copy of this free resource by heading to teachertechstudio.com forward slash math guide. That link will be in the show notes. So I decided to write this math guide because I wanted teachers to have a resource of tools to turn to if they are looking to create a math learning environment that involves real world experience, productive and practical tips and ideas for making math meaningful for students. Today, I am going to discuss the first four of the 11 ways that are included in the guide. The first is to provide consistency in your teaching. Students thrive more when they know what to expect and what is expected of them. Creating consistency in your math block provides both you and your students with a predictable routine to follow that will not only save time, but will help you make the most of the time you do have. In the guide, I provide you with a suggested weekly schedule for your math block that focuses on teaching one target skill per week. And this is also how I have structured my math curriculum. The schedule I recommend is to introduce the new skill on Monday using guided reference notes, practice, and a quick exit ticket assessment. Then on Tuesday, review the new skill with a mini lesson and more practice. And this review can be based on the needs that you saw from the exit ticket from the previous day. Then on Wednesday and Thursday, you meet with small groups while other students are working at math centers and independently practicing the skill. 
And Friday is assessment, intervention, and enrichment day, where you can offer the real-world application through enrichment. If you follow a specific schedule in your class, not only for math instruction, your students will begin to know what to expect and you will spend less time going over your expectations. The second way to make math meaningful is to include a variety of activities in your math instruction. While it is ideal to follow an established routine, it is also beneficial to offer students a variety of the types of activities to supplement your teaching style. When you incorporate many different types of activities, you can accommodate the variety of learning styles that you are planning for in your classroom. I give suggestions for six different types of activities. The first is whole group activities, which is great for introducing a new math skill or a quick mini lesson to review a previously taught skill. The second type of activity is small group practice, and the third is independent practice. Students need both of these types of practice times in their math routine so that they are learning from others, building communication skills, but also learning to master the skill on their own. The other three types of activities really go together, and those are hands-on activities, math games and centers, and real-world performance tasks. I've discussed before on the podcast about my thoughts on hands-on learning. Students learn better by doing, and anytime you can provide them with a hands-on learning experience where they're actually, quote-unquote, seeing the math happen, then they will get more value out of that activity. Performance tasks bring the real world into the math classroom, which is great to engage students as they develop problem-solving skills. The third way to make math meaningful that I'm going to discuss in this episode is math games specifically. I'm going to read a section of the math guide for you. It says, Want to know the easiest way to make students say, guess what we did in math today? That's right. Offer your students the chance to play games in your classroom and you will instantly be promoted from, quote, my math teacher to, quote, the best math teacher ever. Games are truly learning in disguise. Students can learn a lot from playing games. In the guide, I give you a few examples of some games your students can play in your classroom. So definitely check it out at UpperElementarySimplified.com forward slash episode 24. And finally, the fourth way to make math meaningful, and the last I am going to discuss today, is to use reference tools. Reference tools are essential to student learning and retaining of information. I love to have students keep reference tools in a binder all together that they are then allowed to use at any time when they need a refresher of the math skill. In my opinion, it is much better for students to use reference tools on an assignment or even an assessment rather than to expect them to try to remember and then not be able to get the correct answer, which causes frustration and eventually for them to shut down. Reference tools can be anything from guided notes, anchor charts around the classroom, diagrams, tables, conversion charts, any type of handout or place for students to be allowed to look at to be reminded of the skill 
that they're working on and how to get the solution. Next Tuesday, we will continue with this list of 11 ways to make math meaningful because I want to keep these episodes short and sweet and not overload you with information. Remember to download your copy of the free guide by heading to teachertechstudio.com forward slash math guide, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Upper Elementary Simplified. I hope you are able to take away something useful that will help you grow as a teacher. I do have a quick favor to ask before you go. If you are enjoying the podcast, please let me know by leaving me a review. It really does make a difference because reviews impact search results, which helps me to expand my reach to other educators. Plus, I love to read my listeners' comments. Until next time, keep life simple.